Hi, this is Roshan Shetty. Welcome to my podcast, Shift Left, where I move from the societal narrative of always being right to always being happy. To always be happy, we must counter those elements that constantly defy it and therefore halts the human evolution towards success and fulfillment. Let's hear this and adapt to the change through each of our episodes. Hi and welcome to the fourth episode of Shift Left. On how many occasions in your life have you danced and clapped to the song when you are happy and you no clap your hands? I doubt there might be too many in this world who haven't. Many of you might be reminiscing the drunken nights at the pub when you heard the song and went on clapping and stomping your feet merrily. Especially some of our friends who are listening to this now. But on how many occasions do you really think you know you are happy? On how many occasions do you out of nowhere stop and start clapping or stomping your feet? Hardly any time, right? This is a science of happiness within humans. We constantly keep plunging into the belief that we are not happy with the way things are around us. Allow me to explain this with some proven scientific methods. A profound and eye-opening experiment known as the blue dot experiment or a much sexier but forgetful title called prevalence induced concept change proves this. A team of American scientists gather college students as volunteers and ask them to observe 1000 dots on a screen. These dots were either colored blue or purple. All that the volunteers had to do is answer if the dot was blue or not. A pretty laborious and yet simple task to do, right? For the first 200 dots shown, the volunteers correctly identified if a dot was blue or not. However, something unique happened after this. For the next 800 dots, volunteers would call even a purple dot as a blue dot. As more dots were shown, the number of blue dots started reducing on the screen and yet the volunteers started calling a purple dot as a blue dot. The definition of a blue dot simply expanded to the purple color in the minds of the volunteers. Let me also inform you that these volunteers were specifically informed on this and were even paid to report correctly. Still the volunteers went on calling a purple dot as a blue dot. Okay, good, but you might be wondering how do these blue and purple dots relate with our happiness? Let me narrate further. The scientists then replaced the blue and purple dots with pictures of threatening and non-threatening faces and were asked to report if the face shown on screen was threatening or not. The same pattern followed. For the initial rounds, volunteers were precisely tagging the two faces. But after a while, they started tagging the non-threatening face that threatening. Then they were shown a set of ethical and non-ethical proposals. Again, after the initial rounds, the volunteers were tagging the ethical proposals as non-ethical proposals. With each experiment, as they were exposed to a higher number of samples, the volunteers were expanding their definition of threatening faces and non-ethical proposals that were shown to them. This was despite a reduction in the samples of threatening faces and non-ethical proposals, despite being informed and offered money to report correctly. Now, this is utterly profound. 
as it proves with constant negative narratives around us by the media, external agencies, social media platforms, we eventually label the good narratives as bad. We are constantly unhappy with the way things pan out, even if they are good. Over the years, conditions around humans have improved many folds with respect to the death rates, economy, medical facilities, and all other conveniences of life. And yet, due to this default setting in our brain, we have expanded the definition of a problem to involve even a mild hitch or a roadblock as a larger problem in our life. This is what deludes us from happiness. It is not that we intend to do, but invariably falter because of the way our brain is programmed. As our conditions improve over the years and we keep on solving the problems that infect us, we drop the bar or extend the meaning of what is tagged as a problem, which reaches even the good things in life. So let's say 500 years ago, a problem would be random execution of thinkers for questioning the prevalent social norms. This did not happen in the last 100 years as the situation improved and humans got better with the understanding and empathy. But we started worrying about deaths due to varied diseases which existed 500 years ago, but no one bothered about those back then. Today we have solved for those diseases by creating vaccines which are common flu, but have expanded the definition of problem and fret over things like a phone losing the battery or the maid taking a day off. Mobile phones never existed 50 years ago and people managed to upkeep their homes without knowing about maids. Still in today's life, we worry about these things, the little things. The situation improved but we kept on expanding the definition of a problem which keeps us sad instead of being happy about these advancements. Similar to calling a purple dot as blue, the mind generalizes these bad events over the entire data set. Hence the Black Lives Matter protests all of a sudden labels all white officers as offenders or racists. The brutal murder of a pregnant elephant and her unborn child labels all meat eaters as killers. As a friend raised this with me on Facebook when I put up a post about the elephant. While the entire meat-eating clan is responsible for animal husbandry and the organized destruction of ecology, the killing of the elephant and a baby was an all-time low point of the human intent. I know hordes of vegan or vegetarians who still use leather and animal products as a fashion accessory. I know of non-meat-eating industrialists who keep polluting our rivers and ponds in the race for their capitalist excellence. Juxtaposing all meat-eaters to the horrendous murder of that elephant or all white officers to the murder of George Floyd, proportionating the growth of the pharmaceutical industry to all medical problems around the world and attributing every bad event to a conspiracy theory are classic cases of the prevalence-induced concept changes or the blue dot experiment which deceives us into the realms of misery when things are improving around us. Now, you might say, Roshan, you give us hope. No hope. But does that mean that humans can never be happy? As I read one of my favorite authors uh, in his recent bestseller, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope, the author insinuates that hope is at the center of all problems 
that manifests in this world. There is hope among people that despite of congenial conditions, they try and force to improve things that suit their own needs against the forces of nature. It is hope that often sets us an unreal narrative, which we keep chasing that gives form to our sadness and grief. Hitler hoped to have only superhumans living and convert this whole planet into a fascist playground that orchestrated the Second World War. We are engulfed in the happiness destination syndrome, thinking we will be happy with the next promotion, the next car, or the next house, which gives rise to work-life imbalances and creates an existential crisis. We must despise to live in hope. A 19th century German philosopher deduced the philosophy of Amor Fati to the world, a Latin term for being in love with your own fate. Not asking for anything less or anything more, but being in love with whatever happens to you. This was explained by someone who was constantly plagued by ill health and had to live on financial assistance of his friends. The philosopher was none other than Frederick Nietzsche. And he quoted, My formula for greatness in a human being is Amor Fati. That one wants nothing to be different, not forward, not backward not in all eternity, not merely bear what is necessary, still less conceal it, but love it. Let's ponder over this for a while. You and I both will realize the facets of hope and disowning of fate takes us away from the realms of happiness when we keep pushing to improve the conditions around us. Going back to the blue dot experiment, Scientists further question if our brains get wired to an extent where we start labeling not just a purple dot as blue, but even a red dot as blue when we expand the definition of a problem. Which means, will an individual reach the day when she sees a smiling face but interpret it as a threat waiting to erupt? Until then, let's go back to the happy song and clap to remind ourselves to be in love with our fate. But again, let's not hope. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Shift Left. I look forward to your feedback and questions on the episode. Do leave a voice message on the podcast and I will definitely get back to you. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and your loved ones.